You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. I just wanted to make a quick podcast suggesting strongly to Pitt Hoops fans that today, Saturday, the 25th of February, you root for certain ACC teams. It may be counterintuitive, but Pitt is currently in the hunt for one of the four seeds, one of the top four seeds, and therefore a bye in the ACC tournament. I submit that's all that matters. Why? Because since 1962, or is it 61, the ACC has not recognized, does not officially recognize an ACC regular season champion. Uh, If you look at the bylaws, and you can research this and see this, they allow teams to put up a banner for a regular season if you want to, even though it's not officially recognized. They don't forbid that, but they do nothing to recognize it. And that's why if teams tie at the top, they don't do a tiebreaker and announce a champion because there is no champion. It doesn't exist in the ACC regular season. So for Pitt, they're like, oh, we want to win the ACC. Well, why? I mean, it's a, it's a psychological thing or whatever, but it doesn't, it's not even officially recognized by the conference. Now, do you want the number one seed in the tournament? Because they do tiebreakers for seeding in the tournament. But if you look at the way they seed the tournament, they don't reseed after the first two rounds. So you have these bottom dwellers playing each other, and then the winners go on and play the second group of people who are not the top four. And then those winners go on to play the top four. But if you're in the number one seed, you're locked in. You play the 8-9 game winner period. They have the 8-9 going at each other, and you play the winner of that game. That's how they handle the number one seed. Where 2-3-4, and four, they play higher seeds potentially, right? They play 5-6-7 and seven potentially, but 5-6-7 and seven are playing the winners of the dregs game. I call them the dregs. The bottom dwellers, you know, this year would be the Georgia Techs, the Florida States, and so on. Notre Dame's those teams play off, and the winners of those games are going to play five, six, and seven seeds. If they upset the five, six, or seven seeds, one of those lower teams, that's who gets. That's who the two, three, or four seeds get to play. Those bottom dwellers. So if Pitt with a number one seed, we're guaranteed to play in the eight or nine seed. Whoever that ends up locking in as being at the end of the year, which looks like one of the teams is going to be Syracuse for sure. The other could be North Carolina. Do you really want to play them again? But anyway, the point is both of them would be better than playing Georgia Tech or Florida State or you know Boston College or Notre Dame or whoever the bottom dwellers would be. Yet a second, a third, or even the fourth seed could end up playing one of those, let's call them cupcakes. I mean, I, I respect all the teams in the ACC. I'm just saying for purposes of making my point here. In other words, the number one seed is overrated. It's, it's vastly overrated be, precisely because the ACC does not recede. What they ought to do is play those first two rounds and then stack the teams in the order of the highest seeds remaining and Pitt or whoever is the number one seed should get the lowest seed remaining. That's how it should go. That way you have the absolute benefit of being the number one seed. You definitely want to be the number one seed because you know that your first game will be against the weakest team remaining. You know, But now as it stands... 
Shit, all three of the other seeds could play weaker teams than you as the number one seed. You're locked in at eight or nine. What if all three of five, six, and seven, what if they all get upset by the lower seeds? That means two, three, and four are all playing lower seeds than you, number one seed. You're playing a higher seed than them. I think the odds are very good at least one of those seeds, two, three, or four, will be playing a lower seed than the one seed. I mean, it's a topsy-turvy league. I find it very hard to believe five, six, and seven are all going to win their games. So at least one of those lower seeds, two through four, is probably going to be playing an easier game, a lower-seeded team, than the number one seed in that third round. And that's dumb. That's dumb. It's unfair. My point of all this is just to say, I think all you really want in the ACC tournament is to be one of the top four seeds. I don't think there's that great of a reward being a one seed. I think, uh, in fact, it might be more rewarding to be two, three, or four because your first game might be easier. That first round might be against, I don't know, Notre Dame. If they get hot and win a couple games, you might be playing them or something, you know? So, to me, just be in the top four. That's all. That's all that matters, especially since... The ACC does not recognize a champion. Okay, having, having said all that, then I don't think we should be rooting against the other members of our top four. Right now, currently, the other members of that top four are Virginia, Miami, and Clemson. And I'll explain to you why we don't want to root against them. But first, root against Duke, root against North Carolina State. They're the only two teams left in the ACC who could sneak into the top four, and maybe at Pitt's expense, if Pitt falters here a little bit. I mean, they have six losses, right? So they're probably not going to catch us because we'd have to lose two games for them to catch us. And North Carolina State, we beat them. So even if they we lose two games, they would only tie us because we have uh, beaten them head-to-head. But Duke beat us head-to-head, so that would be scary. Terrifying, even if they tied it. So, but they're the only two teams root against root against root against North Carolina State and Duke to lose one more game each. If 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 one of them just lose one more game, we're safe. Uh, well, not if we get. No, I take that back. If we lost our last three, and and Duke only loses one more, we could end up tying Duke, and they could still out uh, you know oust us for a top four seat. So I guess on you know I guess there's a. Outside, outside chance Pitt would lose its last three. But I, I think it's safe to say just root for root for Duke and North Carolina State to lose one more game. That's it. Then, then you're guaranteed that Pitt will be in the top four. And I think that's all that matters. And here's why you don't want to root against Clemson, Virginia, or Miami. Let's start with Clemson. Overnight, their, their net dropped from 76 to 74. They are teetering on the 75 line. Why does that matter? <clears throat> it matters because we are building an NCAA resume. And at the end of the year, the committee will take an official last look at Pitt's resume and they will seed us based on that. And they will, well, first they'll determine whether or not we get in, but secondly, they'll seed us. And there are a couple of things that are we know, we know this, we are told this, are very important to the committee when they're looking at a resume. They do consider the net. That is a guidepost. But they really look at the quad games, quads one through four, 
wins and losses. And in particular, what we are told, what we know, what we understand to be factual is two things they look at in particular. Quad one wins and losses to quad three and quad four teams. Those are blemishes. Quad three or quad four losses are big time blemishes on a resume. If you look, a lot of the big top teams, they don't have any. They have zeros, big goose eggs there. In fact, even though Pitt's way down at 54 in the net, if you go all the way up, I, I counted, there's only about 10 teams above us that have a quad four loss like Pitt has. Pitt has that ugly quad four loss to Florida State at home. And, uh, you know, we can say what we want about Florida State. They're a better team than people think. They're a better team than their net. They had injured players. They got them back. It was a tough game. You can make all those excuses all you want. The bottom line is there it is on your resume. Boom. It's a big blemish. It's a quad four loss. And there aren't many teams above us who have that. Only about 10. So now here's the thing about Clemson. Believe it or not, that game that we played at home against Clemson and lost by one point, a game that was picked up by ESPNU because it was such a big matchup because it was to decide the leader in the ACC, that game could now end up being a quad three loss for Pitt. In fact, it keeps appearing and disappearing and reappearing and disappearing as a quad three loss. Why? It's because of the quad system. How do they delineate it? It's a home game for Pitt, right? The Clemson game. All three of these games I want to talk about, the Virginia, Miami, and Clemson games are all at home. They separate the quads for those games as follows. It's a quad one game if your opponent has a net of 1 to 30. It's a quad two game if your opponent's net is between 31 and 75. And it's a quad three game if your opponent's net is 76 to 160. And quad four is over that at home. So, as you can see by that delineation... 75 is the last of the quad twos for a home game. So it just so happens yesterday, Clemson's net was 76. So that loss to them at home was a quad three loss. It shows up on the resume in those four little boxes as a quad three loss, a blemish, a one. You see it right there. Today, it's 74. It's a quad two loss. You get a big goose egg, a big zero in the quad three column of losses for Pitt today. Wonderful. Committee likes that. So we need to be rooting for Clemson. They have some challenging games here. If they win one of them, that'll really bump their their quad their their overall net rather down lower, which is what we want. Um if they if they continue to lose, their net is going to give us a quad three loss. So trust me on this or read about it, do some research, whatever. The committee doesn't like quad three losses. It's big. They don't like quad four losses. All you got to do is listen to Gary Parrish on the radio or any of those guys. What do they talk about when they justify Pitt's lousy net ranking? They talk about that Florida State loss as a quad four loss. And believe me, when this quad three pops up, they talk about that. And no one for a minute stops and thinks how absurd it is 
that that really good game between two top teams in Clemson and Pitt is the quad three loss. Nobody stops and thinks about how dumb that is. They just say, I don't care. We follow the net. We worship the net. We bow before the terrible net. I have a whole podcast on how terrible the net is, and I explain why I think it is in, in, rational, um, in a rational way that actually breaks down what the net formula is. Um, I look behind the curtain of what the net is, and I talk about why, it's, why it is so inaccurate. But be that as it may, we need Clemson to win. Sure, they're already a game behind us, right? So we already have a game in hand against Clemson. However, they do have the tiebreaker. But again, don't worry about winning the ACC regular season. It's irrelevant. In fact, I don't know that we want the number one seed. Just worry about being one of the top four seeds, and that'll happen if Duke or North Carolina State each lose a game once. That's all. So in the meantime, root for Clemson. Root for Clemson because it's important to Pitt's NCAA seeding. Okay. Does that matter, do you think? Okay. So then we get to Virginia. That was a quad one win. Pitt has five of those right now. But not forever. This is a fluid thing. We need to keep that Virginia win in the quad one category. It's good for Pitt. The committee is impressed. And Gary Parrish on the radio was impressed with Pitt's five quad one wins. They should be. Because as of yesterday, there were only 25 teams total that had five or more quad one wins in the whole NCAAs. And in fact, only 15 teams had more than five. And most of the teams that had five had a worse winning percentage in those five to get those five wins than Pitt. Their five and three is a very impressive winning percentage. Sadly, Pitt's net is partially low because they haven't played enough quad one games but i digress that is because the acc is underrated in the in the net therefore they're not getting enough of these conference games aren't qualifying as quad one when they should be but go listen to my old podcast on that one but virginia their current net is 21 it had been solidly below 30 you know 16 15 their net was right where they're you know, right close. They're ranked in the top 10 still, but their net was around 15 or 16. But then they lost that, that game uh, to Boston College. Is that who? Yeah. And now their net's 21. Now, that's still a distance from 30. And I don't really envision Virginia collapsing, but let's be safe about it. <laughs> let's keep that net of Virginia at 30 or less to keep that quad one for Pitt. And let's hope they don't lose a bad game that would ruin their net score, okay? Let's do that. The other thing is, as I say in, the, um, in my net podcast, the scoring margin matters in the net. Therefore, you know, if these teams want to win big, that's okay too. If Virginia wants to win and win big, that'll help their net score. If Clemson wants to win and win big, that'll help them reduce their net score. So that's another thing not to be shy about rooting for. And finally, we get the Miami game. This is the most important one of them all, by the way, folks. Miami, okay, that home win for Pitt. If you've noticed, Pitt keeps gaining and losing a quad one win. Some days it says quad, they have four quad one wins, other times five. That's because of Miami. They have been dancing around that 30 mark with their net. It has gone up as it has gone up to 31 a couple of times. Just recently, they dropped down to 27. So we got that quad one win back. 
However, overnight, for no reason, without playing, it dropped to 28. <laughs> so Miami's net is 28 now, getting perilous, perilously close to that 30 mark. And here's why Miami's the most important, why we definitely don't want them losing to the Seminoles. First of all, the Seminoles are a terrible team. They're a quad four team. If Miami loses that game, it's a terrible loss in the net for Miami. Their net is going to skyrocket. I don't know exactly what, but I'll give you an example. When Pitt lost at home by seven to Florida State, we went from 50 in the net to 65, okay? So if Miami loses to Florida State, I do believe they're on the road at Florida State. I have to, I'd have to go look. But, so that'll help. That'll help some if that's true. But if they lose to Florida State, that's just, you know, there's such a bad net. It'll destroy their net. We will lose that quad one rating for that victory against Miami at home probably forever. I don't know that they'll recover from that. So please, please don't root for the Seminoles today. Please. I'm praying. I'm praying that you're smarter than that and you understand that Pitt's NCAA resume takes priority over Miami, especially Miami. Why? We've already beaten them, and we'll be playing them again. So if you're worried about that number one seed, and I, again, I don't know why you would be. I don't know why it's really relevant. I don't know why you want to finish first in the ACC when it's not even recognized by the ACC. But if, you, if that somehow is important to you, and to you it supersedes even worrying about when Pitt, where Pitt is seated in the tournament and whether or not they even get in, if it's somehow more important to you that Pitt have this imaginary victory in the ACC regular season, hey, let Miami win. We, can, we have that in our own hands. Even more than Virginia, even more than, certainly more than Clemson who beat us, we own the rights, let's say. We have the copyright to beating Miami for the ACC because we already beat them once and we get to play them again. So not only by beating them if we went out, will we knock them below us, but even if they would somehow tie, if we would lose, let's say, today or lose next Wednesday to Notre Dame, we would win the tiebreaker with Miami if we beat them again by virtue of sweeping them. So let's handle Miami ourselves. And in the, instead of hoping for a terrible loss to Florida State, which will skyrocket their net above 30 and take away a quad one win from Pitt, Let's hope and pray that they kick the shit out of Florida State so that their net drops significantly below 30. Why? Because then when Pitt beats them in the last game of the season, their net will stay below 30. I'm worried that if their net just hangs around 28 where it is now, maybe goes down to 27, maybe even goes up to 29, that if Pitt beats them on the road, guess what might happen? Yeah, we'll gain a quad one win because a team can have a net as high as 75 for a road win to count as a quad one win. So that will still be a quad one win on the road. But by beating them, we might push their net down to 31 or, or lower or higher, whichever way you want to call it, further past 30 by beating them so that we'll lose the quad one win at home against Miami. You see? So beating Miami could be an a quad one win wash, net wash for Pitt. We could go into that game with five quad one wins and come out of it with five even after beating them. 
if their net score, Miami's, is close to 30. So not only do you want to hope that they beat the Seminoles and keep their net score below 30, Miami, let's hope they kick the living shit out of them and win by 30 points. That's bound to help their net go to, say, 25, 24 maybe. Because scoring margin matters way too much in the net. And then if they can hang around 24 or so or 25 with their net score, Miami, when Pitt goes in there in the last Saturday of the year, a week from today, and beats them, their net score will still be below 30, and Pitt will have six quad one wins and not just five because they'll have beaten Miami twice, and both of those wins will count as quad one wins. The home one, because Miami's RPI is less than 30, and the RPI, sorry, net is less than 30, and the road win, because Miami's net is less than 75. It's 75 or less. That's what we want, okay? So I implore you today, not only to root for Miami, but to root hard for them, to root for them to win big over Florida State. Also, root hard for Clemson. Virginia, I think, is going to stay below 30. I think they're kind of safe. They could lose. They could win. They have some tough opponents coming up. I'm not sure that their losses are going to screw their net score very much. But Miami and Clemson, they're both teetering on the brink of a big difference for Pitt's resume. Miami's teetering around 30, having a big effect on our quad one wins, which is huge to the committee. And Clemson's teetering around 75, having a big effect on whether or not Pitt has a quad three loss to its resume, which is even huger, it seems, to the committee. If you listen to these prognosticators and people that speak on behalf of the process, it seems that bad losses count against you even more than good wins count for you. So I think the Clemson thing is probably the most important even. Just keep their net below 75 or 75 or less so that we don't get tagged with a quad three loss for that home loss to Clemson. But I also think it's really important to root for Miami because I would love to go into the ACC tournament with six quad one wins. And if Miami, can, if we can keep their their net significantly below 30 so that we go into that game and then we can beat them in that game, I think we'll still have two, we'll have two quad one wins against them. And that'll give us six on the hole. And then we'll go into the tournament. And by the way, that counts still too. <laughs> so it's possible that in the tournament, you know, the nets of Clemson, the only thing is Clemson and, and Miami, it's one and done. And I, I think hopefully their one loss in the ACC tournament won't, you know, make Clemson a 76 if it went in a 73 or something. Or it won't make Miami's net, you know, a 31 if it went into the tournament with a, you know, a 29 or something. Hopefully they'll be playing a decent team and a loss to them won't screw their net. So I, I just want to get to the end of the regular season with no quad three losses and six quad one wins. It's very doable for Pitt if we went out. We have to win out, but it's very doable, doable for Pitt. And you should be rooting hard for that way more than you're rooting for Pitt to be seed one or even seed two in the ACC tournament. Let Pitt be a top four seed. They get the double bye. That's all you care about, really. And let's, let's really root for Pitt's NCAA seeding because, big picture, 
If Pitt's an eight or nine seed, it stinks. I mean, the heck with the first, first round matchup. The next round, they're playing a number one seed. They don't even get to the Sweet 16 without having to play a number one seed. Right now, Lenardi has us as a 10. You know, that's better because the second round, we'd play a two seed. So we'd have a chance to get to the Sweet 16 without having to face a number one seed. I do think the number ones are still a cut above. I do think this year, Kansas is turning into a cut above. And I do believe personally from the talent on the teams that Purdue and Alabama are cuts above. I'm not so sure about Houston, but I do think that Alabama, Tennessee has some talent too, but I'm, they're losing a lot lately. But, but Purdue and Alabama are really a cut above with their talent. And Kansas, you know, they won it last year and they're coming on strong now. Do you want to play them in the second game in the round of 32? Do you want to play Kansas or Alabama or Purdue? So we can't be an eight or nine. That stinks. That would be terrible. Ten would be better. <laughs> but here's the point. We really want a seven. We really want to work hard to get to a seven or maybe even a six. God forbid we, we win out and then win the ACC tournament. Oh, my God, they might have to give us a five. They won't. They won't. But they might have to. Oh, because our net would still only be probably 45 if we did all that. <laughs> but, you know, God forbid you give a five seed to a team with a 45 net. But if, if we win out and get the six quad one wins, then we win that ACC tournament, excellent chance we'd have eight quad one wins. Eight quad one wins. No quad three losses, one quad four loss. I dare the committee not to give us a five seed. You know, I mean, I dare them maybe not to even think about a four seed. ACC, we'd probably be the ACC regular season champion that isn't recognized. <laughs> we'd definitely win the tournament. But anyway, I think we'd end up with a six. I think we'd end up with a six seed even in those circumstances just because of the evil net. Bottom line, though, is this. What we should be caring about is getting to a seven seed or better in the tournament so that we don't have to play a number one in the second round. And the only way that's going to happen is we hold on to these quad one wins because they are our feather in the cap. Listen to everybody talking. Listen to how this works now. I know Pitt hasn't been in this game for a number of years. And before, last time we were in, they didn't have the net. They didn't have the quads. All this crap just started in 2018. I get it. So if you're a little out of touch with how this works, I get it. But make no mistake, it's important and it matters, and this is how the seeding takes place. Just listen to Joe Lenardi, all, all the bracketologists. They're talking about quad wins. They're talking about quad losses. They're talking about net scores. These things do matter. They matter. So, and by the way, the quads are determined by net scores. So even if you don't believe the committee is going to care about the net score when they're seeding somebody, they care about it inherently when they care about the quads because the quad ratings are determined by net scores. So the net is built into this thing whether you like it or not. The net, as flawed as it is, and I think they should scrap it, is very determinative as to how the committee is going to view Pitt's resume because it's very determinative of the quads and they matter. It makes it easier on them. Think about it. They don't have to go look. Was that a good win for Pitt or a bad win? Oh, they did this. That looks good. I mean, they're going to look at it. They're going to see the teams we played and all that. But the point is, it's all charted out for them with the quads. And they can look and say, hmm, eight quad one wins for Pitt. That's impressive. Or six. Oh, that's impressive. You know? Oh, no quad three losses, at least. They do have that quad four loss. That was bad. But no quad three losses. That's going to matter. 
way more than, hey, Pitt was the two seed in the tournament. Oh, Pitt was the one seed in a conference that doesn't recognize a championship. That's impressive. No, they're not going to care about that, okay? Sorry. They're going to look at, you know, their res- what they're given, a sheet. They have a sheet. It has numbers on it. The net, I think they get the Ken Palm, the KPI. It has the numbers, it has the records, and then it has their quads. And then it has the schedule. That's what they're given. They give, they're given the schedule and the results, but above it, it has the quads all on there for them. It has the net. It's on there along with some other metrics. The point is it's on the sheet they're given, every committee member. It's easy reference, quick reference, way to, the way to look at a team. So please... Please, again, I implore you, root for Miami hard today against Florida State and root for Virginia to hold on to its net below 30 and root for Clemson to do well, too, to keep their net at 75 or less. I love you. Yabba da boop